Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Not only are you listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk, you are listening to America's Realities Are. Post I'm happily, happily uh, willing and able to apply for for the Biden administration as they're looking for ways to make sure that you believe the right things. And what better way to do that than to appoint a Realities Are as Recommended by experts. That's right, experts, folks. At the New York Times, welcome to the program. Email Todd at Todd Huff Show. Thoughts, questions, opinion, uh, your any feedback, adoration, and praise is also accepted with open arms. Again, Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. We're streaming on ToddHuffShow.com as well. And podcast. Podcast is, I think, the best way um to well radio as well i'm talking about digitally i don't trust facebook i don't trust twitter those folks can take us down at a moment's notice in fact anyone out there that's ever posted anything conservative you are at risk on any of those platforms so you can download our podcast um apple podcast wherever just search the todd huff show and you can always sign up for our free email newsletter which is set to go out today you can do that by going to ToddHuffShow.com slash subscribe. It's absolutely free. In fact, if you want, we'll even mail you an official membership card of the conservative Not Bitter Party. You can be a card-carrying member, also totally free. You can show your friends, and you can prove that you are, in fact, conservative, not bitter. So I want to start today, my friends. I want to start here today by talking about a little bit of the, I guess, the fallout or what's next now that we've gone through the stupid impeachment saga for a second time now. In fact, I want to look here at something that uh, this was on, a, I think, a podcast. Representative Mike Johnson, Representative Mike Johnson from the state of Louisiana, was being interviewed on uh, Breitbart News Sunday with host Joe Pollock, again, at Breitbart, uh, Breitbart News. And they were talking about impeachment and they were talking um well representative johnson said this i'm going to read this not play the clip today he said this the democrats ultimate goal with impeachment was to frame uh, frame trump supporters as indistinguishable from capital rioters so in other words you are one and the same i am one and the same with a capital Rioter. He continues by saying they really wanted to use impeachment as a vehicle. Oopsie daisies. Because they wanted to equate all those tens of millions of Trump voters and all of his, uh, all of those, wait, all of his, excuse me, supporters and everybody who came to the rally. They wanted to equate all those people with the couple hundred criminals who came in and ransacked. The Capitol. So, in other words, 
You're one and the same. We're all one and the same with the the rioters, with the folks that overtook the Capitol building on on January 6th. And that is, in fact, what they want us. This is what Representative Mike Johnson, what he says. This is what they want us, uh, what the consequences of the impeachment trial are, what they want Americans to think about Trump supporters. They want people to think that to be a Trump supporter, you are uh, you are violent. You are in favor of overthrowing the government. They want you to believe that you're a half step away from being a criminal if you voted for Donald J. Trump. They want people to believe that about you. This is one of the larger problems, not not this particular. Uh, I guess, uh, accusation that's being levied here by Representative Johnson against the media, against the Democrat Party. They want to define you. I think that's maybe the point here. They want to define you. They want to define our ideas. They want to define what you believe. They want to misrepresent what you believe, what I believe. They don't want people to understand what true conservatism is. They don't want people to understand that conservatism is really fundamentally what this nation was founded founded upon, the idea of limited government, the idea and the power of the individual, the idea that people are citizens, not subjects to some governing authority or governing power. They wanted this uh, – the founders believed that you and I were created in the image of God and that our rights came from God, not from government. This is a fundamental truth, my friends. This is absolutely accurate. This is the way that we were created uh, created to live. We were created to live freely. We were created to live in accordance with our own conscience, our own preferences, our own dreams and ambitions. Of course, that liberty, when I was in school, they used to tell us, your ability to swing your arm ends where my nose begins. In other words... In other words, um, I could operate in my space, live my life. You can do the same. Make your choices. We can make our choices without undue interference from government at any level. Right? This happens at all levels now of government, local levels, state levels. Of course, the federal government has never met a task that it is not qualified in its mind to solve by telling you what to do, by telling you how to live, by taking how much from you they deem appropriate and necessary to implement these said, uh, well, these these ideas and strategies and their utopian promises to you. They, there's, they've never met. They have never met. The lovers of big government have never met an obstacle that they don't believe that they can solve. If you only give them more of your uh, more control of your life, more power over you, if you only give up your liberty, if you only pay them more money, they can solve everything conceivable. Under the sun, this is why I say the radical left, the godless wing of the radical left, views government as God. Government is what saves uh, people in the minds of the radical left, the godless wing of the radical left. And in their minds, the um, government is is God. And so it is important, going back here to what Mike Johnson was saying to Breitbart Radio or Breitbart News here, 
it is important that we can define what we believe. We define who we are. This is why there's so there is so much out there, folks, that is misunderstood about conservatism. And I think there's a lot of folks, a lot of folks that just simply are ignorant about it. Ignorant is simply uh, without knowledge. They're not aware of it. Ignorant is not to be confused with stupid. Stupid is having the information but choosing to do uh, do something that doesn't really make any sense or that you know better if you stop and pause and think. While there are certainly people that fall into that category, and if we're all being honest, we've all been stupid from time to time. Um, but the truth is, the truth is, ignorance is a problem. Ignorance is a problem because people are not taught about these things in schools anymore. They're not taught about the beauty of the of the founding of this nation. Students aren't taught about uh, you know, they're not required. I've seen some of these man on the street interviews. Some of these folks have no idea. What year was America for, uh, founded? 1914? <laughs> Who did America fight in the Revolutionary War? Poland? These are the sorts of, <laughs> it's, it's funny in a sense, but it's totally not in another sense, right? Because people don't understand the history. If you don't understand history, and I'm not saying at a PhD level, I'm saying at a just in, in a, and just have a, a good foundational overview of these things. If you don't understand history and why the United States was so unique, and why it was why it radically transformed the trajectory of life on planet Earth, you'll miss the entire miss the entire point. And a lot of people go through their lives living in that ignorance, or they'll think and in. Combination. I shouldn't say or. It's a both and situation here. And on top of that, people will misunderstand what a conservative is. In fact, if you ask the average person, I don't want to say the average person, but if you ask a certain certain type of person to define conservative, they will absolutely and certainly say things like a racist, a bigot, someone who's homophobic. Someone who thinks women should remain in the kitchen barefoot and pregnant, they will say that uh, they're white supremacists. And and you can ask simple questions like, well, how do you describe someone like Thomas Sowell, who's a black conservative? I guess they'll call him an Uncle Tom or what? This is what they do. This is how they – there's always an answer. There's always – um, you know, uh, uh, this is they, they throw these names out, these accusations. You've heard them do it to Clarence Thomas. Conservatism is an idea. Conservatism is an idea, and the idea is rooted in how America was founded, and it is why it is why those ideas are exactly why America has been this prosperous engine for good. And I know folks don't accept that. I'm not saying America has been perfect. We've made certainly made mistakes. We've had the evil of, of slavery to overcome, and we've had other things to deal with as well. America is not perfect, but folks, when you add up everything and you look at the total picture, America is good. It, it is good. Now, we're currently at a place where America is at a crossroads, and we're at this crossroads, and we're looking at two diametrically opposed political ideologies. One of these ideologies say that the government can solve all of your problems, that this nation is wicked and evil at its core, at its, at its founding, which, of course, is completely preposterous. Again, you can say that, yes, the slavery, of course, obviously was evil, but that is not 
the only that that is that is a part of American history. We cannot change that, but that is not the core of the ideas. In fact, that idea is not the idea. Um, I'm not even referencing that at all when I talk about the beauty of the American ideals. What I'm talking about is the focus on individual liberty. What I'm talking about is the freedom of the individual, the freedom of the individual to worship or not as he or she chooses, to speak and to say things that he or she wants to say and that he or she believes with, to engage in political speech that is even provocative, which should not be confused in case there's any radical leftist listening today. That is, uh, this is meant to be... uh, this is this is not meant to be taken literal, but when someone says we need to fight for our liberties, they ought to be able to say that without threat of repercussions or without threat in the case of President, former President Donald Trump now, without the threat of being charged with uh, inciting a riot by these idiots and these propagandists and these opportunists and these professional deceivers in the House of Representatives. And these ideas, the right to keep and bear arms, the right to be secure in your person and property, not to have the government go meddling through your possessions just because it wants to. All these sorts of things, to be able to live your life and to not be interfered with with the government, only in circumstances that are justifiable and limited and, um, you know, well, clearly identified the purposes of this. Which, by the way, you look at what happened with with COVID here, we are so past, so far past what is a reasonable or what are reasonable um, expectations to put upon people as far as how we tell them to live their lives, how governments are telling them to live their lives. In fact, you see some states now are lifting the the mask requirements. I think I saw Iowa, maybe Montana. There's another state I think I saw. But to back to this this article, which I wanted to start with off the top, I don't disagree with Mike Johnson. They want they want to basically criminalize. If, I tell you what, if they could get away with criminalizing voting for Trump and being a Republican and a conservative, I guarantee you there are people in Congress, in Congress, lawmakers in this country today, that would be more than happy to do that. I'm not saying it's a majority, and I'm not saying it's all Democrats. It's certainly not all Democrats rank and file walking down the street. But I tell you what, there's probably a bigger percentage inside that that chamber, both those chambers, House and Senate, than we care to truly to truly admit. And so we have to be able to define ourselves. We have to be able to articulate our ideas because if we leave it up to the other individuals on the other side to do it and in the media, we know what they do. We know how they see us. We know how they want the rest of the world and the rest of America to see us. As a bunch of hayseed hicks, as a bunch of idiots, as a bunch of dopes, as a bunch of folks who don't believe in science, as a bunch of folks who are racist and homophobic, bigoted against anyone who's not white, I guess. It's just so stupid and, and patri- uh, patronizing to me. It's ridiculous. It's, it's moronic is what it is. But this is the picture that most people have about conservatives. So timeout is needed here. Gone a little bit long in this segment. I want to continue this discussion when we get back, but you're going to have to sit tight. You're listening here to America's Realities Are. Be back here in just a minute.
Welcome back. So I want to I want to kind of continue and build off of what we were talking about last segment, which we kind of springboarded into by dis, uh, discussing what Representative Mike Johnson from Louisiana had said uh, during an interview with Breitbart News Sunday with host Joe Pollock. He basically said, well, I'll read you what he said here. He said they really wanted, meaning the Democrat Party, wanted to use impeachment as a vehicle because they wanted to uh, to equate all those tens of millions of, of Trump's voters and all of his supporters and everybody who came to the rally. They wanted to equate all those people with the couple hundred criminals who came in and ransacked the Capitol. And I don't necessarily disagree with that. I think there's a couple of reasons for impeachment. I think uh, there's certainly truth here. If they can define conservatives and Republicans, they're happy happy to do that. Um, I think they also owed it in their warped way of thinking. They owed that to their radical base who demanded this. This is justice in the eyes of the ultra-radical left. Um... And I think that you know they're they're tr- as laughable as it is, and <laughs> as I think about this, they're also trying to establish some some level uh, of of moral high ground, which is preposterous to think about. But nonetheless, I think that they're trying they're trying to do this. But they're always happy to define you and I. They're always happy to do that. In fact, I'll tell you a quick story. I was um, a couple of years ago. Fox News came. Here to the home studio, Mike Tobin, and they did a short – well, they were here for a couple of hours. Good guys, by the way. I I, I know that there's a lot of problems with, with Fox right now, but Mike Tobin um, and his uh, producer that came with him, they were just real – I mean easy guys to talk with, good, naturally inquisitive. They were both inter- uh, interesting as far as just talking with them, and they were also interested in, in, in learning and talking with us. And th- th- this was a, a short segment that aired on special report with with Brett Bear. Again, it's been a couple of years ago, and that was a great experience. I, I love that. That was uh, really the first time I'd, I'd had an opportunity of that scale, um, you know, to, to be on Fox News and to have that opportunity. Well, fast forward a couple of weeks, maybe a month or about a month, I think. I got an email from MSNBC, and I got to tell you, I immediately that they they were inviting me to their program on Katie Tour's show, T-U-R. And it's a, it's a different feeling. It's a totally different feeling when you get that, that email. And I, I, I asked a couple of folks, because, you know, when you're in this position, and I, this is a couple of years ago, this is, you know, this program is only five years, five years old. I started as a podcast in, in 2015, broadcasting or recording, I guess you would say, from the uh, comfy confines of my wife's closet in the bedroom, and so we were we were new, and and this was a you know both exciting and you, you face these each step with a little bit of hesitation. I don't want to say hesitation, but you face each step with a little bit of caution sometimes. You know, in, in a lot of ways, we throw caution to the wind here, put our head down and go because I believe in what we're doing and I love it. And I love interacting with you and all that stuff. But in another sense, when you get an email or a request like this, 
um, from a place that you know is not – and this is what I want to get to. You know they're not interested just in you explaining to their audience what true conservatism is. I mean they attack and assault and malign conservatism on MSNBC like it is sport, like it's their full-time job. And part of it is fine. That, that, that comes with the territory. I get that. They're going to attack – the ideas and the things that conservatives say. Okay, that's fine. That's fair game. But there's a point where they're not even interested in truly explaining where people like me and you and whoever else that's out there talking about these things, where we're even coming from. They don't have an interest in that. They don't want people to know what it is that we believe and why we believe it. And I'll tell you why that's true. It's because it's because they cannot win in that arena, folks. They cannot win in that arena. Before they're willing to step into the arena, they need the entire American population to believe or have been uh, have heard them call you some sort of a name, a racist, a bigot, a homophobe, someone who hates the poor and the needy, right? In fact, that's that's one of the things. In fact, tomorrow I think I, I have an interview with, with Jay Height executive director of Shepherd Community. It's one of the areas I think conservatism needs to do a better job of, of explaining explaining how the ideology helps those who are struggling in, in some difficult circumstances, dealing with poverty and so forth. Because uh, you know, we, we want to talk about limiting government spending and cutting a whole lot of these federal programs. It doesn't mean that there's that you just cut it loose and say to heck with everyone who's struggling. There's other solutions, but we have we didn't have, we're never given that opportunity to explain because they set it up by saying you know Todd or whoever Paul Ryan back in 2012 wants to push Grandma off the cliff in a wheelchair because he's not going to renew or he wants to cut some funding or whatever the case may be, and so. When you get those emails from as I got from MSNBC, um, it's a different feeling. Now I agreed to go on the show, but it's going to sound made up. But this true true story: the show was scheduled to take place the same day Hurricane Michael hit the Panhandle of Florida. So everything got canceled media wise. On you know when a hurricane hits, everything gets basically gets canceled, especially a hurricane like Michael, which was quite the powerful storm that hit the Panhandle. So everybody packs up and you know does the the live beach shots virtually all day, and that's where we were um, a couple of years ago with that. But anyway, the the whole point here, what I want to get to is, it's up to you and me to define conservatism. When you're out there today, going about your business, living your life, of course, today with all the snow. If you're listening to my voice here. In central Indiana, it might not be a normal day for you given given the snow totals that we've gotten here, at least in my area and in central Indiana. But um, the next time you go out, you are, in essence, uh, an ambassador of the ideology. Now, as I'm also a Christian, and the Bible tells us that we're ambassadors for Christ. I see a lot of similarities. That, and again, I don't – the ideology, political ideology has nothing to do with, with salvation. I think it has to do with – living out or implementing uh, a system of government and protecting the liberties that God gave to man. I do believe that there's that aspect. It's not an issue of you can be Democrat and you know believe in, in God and have a relationship there. I'm not saying that. I do think you've got to 
come to terms with uh, you're going to do something with the idea or the, the the issue of abortion, and I think the issue of socialism as well. But look, I'm, we live in a fallen world, and we all have uh, no nobody's perfect. But the point here is the point here is that we are the ambassador. We're the ones that define that. And I can tell you, this is why we've launched, and it's a little bit delayed, but why we're launching CNBU, Conservative Not Bitter University. It's to help with this. I I think the best way for people to learn about conservative principles and values is a grassroots movement. I think a lot of people think, well, listen, you know, I got to get this person to listen to this or read this book or to – do this, whatever. I mean, uh, turn on um, OAN, or maybe it's still Fox News, or you know, some serious XM radio station, or turn into this show. I'm happy to help, but I really do believe, I really do believe that the best way to articulate and to get people to pay attention to really what we believe, instead of how we're misrepresented in the in the media, is to get them to see. Um, through you, right? The way that you interact, the way that you explain things. If they know that you have a, have a have a heart for humanity and they've been told in the media incessantly that conservatives, Republicans, don't care about grandma starving or eating Alpo dog food or whatever stupid story they come up with, and they see you, they have, they have to do something with that. If they focus on it, they have to do something with that. They have to either say, well, Bill or Susie's different than everybody else, or maybe maybe the media is telling me some information that's wrong here. So anyway, it's important. We can't let them define us. We have to define us. We have to be willing and able to share the truth and what we believe because I think the stakes are incredibly high. The more people that are sucked into the liberal way of thinking and, and liberalism and you know, tempted to become a lover of big government and to believe these grandiose promises, the worse that is for the United States of America. The worse that is for you, your children, your grandchildren, your business, your church, your Second Amendment rights, your First Amendment rights, your liberty. I can go on down the list. So we better find a way to persuade people to at least be open to hearing what it means to be a conservative, what it means to embrace America as founded and why that's a good thing. So time out is in order here. You're listening to Conservative Not Bitter Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. Welcome back. More fallout. Uh, more fallout here from impeachment. Well, before I say that, I should mention here should mention here that this program is brought to you by our friends by our friends at Remodel Health. Remodelhealth.com slash Todd for information on how you and your business uh, can benefit from their software that will help you save money. And take better care of your team as it pertains to healthcare. Again, remodelhealth.com slash Todd for more information on how they can help your business. But as I'm looking here at Adam 
well, at, at uh, I should say, the fallout from impeachment. Tweet here from Emerald Robinson from, what is she? She's Newsmax, I believe. She tweets out last night, late last night, 11 members of Representative Adam Kinzinger's family have disowned him in a scathing letter for his opposition to President Trump. This is in a New York Times uh, article. Adam, Adam Kinzinger, aiming to turn the GOP from Trumpism, has been censored by Illinois Republicans and shunned and shunned by members of his family. You have embarrassed the Kinzinger family name, they wrote him. A look at his bet on a future that may not come. This is again that was that was tweeted by Reed Epstein. He's a reporter at the New York Times. I'm from Illinois originally, um, but writing about this. There's a lot of this going on. Censoring Censuring, I should say, not censoring. C e n s u r, censure. That is where uh, your party or some you can be cens- uh, censured by the House of Representatives. For example, that could still happen with Trump, I suppose. Um, I guess he's not. All these things, since he's not in office now, it raises the question of of whether that's even legitimate. Uh, but it's not going to stop him from doing that if that's what they think. Anyhow. So now we have people being disowned by their family. Um, and, and look, I, it's, it, for me, I, I, look, I have, there's people in my family that do not agree with my, my politics, but I would never, I just, I wouldn't, I would not let that come between the relationship. I just, I would not let that be the case. Now, in this particular case, I understand why the family is angry. Um, and I don't even mind that they, that they call him out. I don't know if it's an interpretation here. I didn't, uh, I need to take a look here and make sure I, uh, exactly what was said, but to, you know, does the letter say, you know, we don't want you in the family anymore. Uh, but they have said you embarrassed the Kinzinger family name. And, and look, I know Kinzinger, uh, he's, he's really, I don't like to, to say these things, but he, he did go after Josh Hawley. He, he, when Josh Hawley was the senator that stood up and said, I'm going to challenge the electors in on January 6th, when he said, I'm going to, to, to challenge these electors, um, Kinzinger kind of lost his, his mind on, on Hawley. In fact, he made, you know, he basically claimed all he's trying to do is, is run for president. He made some such comment about um, about Josh Hawley, senator from the state of Missouri. Kinzinger, representative from the state of Illinois, former, um, he was in the military. I'm not sure which branch, but he was in the military. And he's, you know, he's become a bit of a darling of the left now. Over time, I don't know. I just remember watching this guy early on and I thought, you know, I can, I, I don't know, I, I agreed with some of what he said. I didn't listen a lot. You know, there's a lot of people to out there vying for attention and saying things. But over the past couple of, I don't know, years, months, he's he's really gone into full hate Trump mode. He's really become the, the one of the leading never Trumpers in in the party. And dare I say that politically, politically he's trying to take the party in a different direction than I think that I think it should go. 
Um, and I don't know why. I don't want to get into the reading of Adam Kinzinger's mind and so forth. But if the first thing he says about Josh Hawley, by, you know, if the first thing I hear him say about Josh Hawley coming out and saying, I'm going to challenge these electors um, when they come up on January 6th, when the first thing Kinzinger says is he's running for president, it makes me wonder what Kinzinger's doing. And I, I really do hate to look at th- these things like this, but but we have to. We have to think, you know, these are these are folks jockeying for position for lots of reasons. Everything from running for president of the United States to um, you know jockeying for positions to be one of the leaders of the party, taking the party in the direction that that they want it to go. But I can tell you this with absolute certainty: the direction that the uh, the never Trumpers want to take the party is not is not the direction, and you you don't have to fully embrace everything about Donald J. Trump uh, and his personality and so forth. But when you factor in the realities that places like the Heritage Foundation says that Donald Trump's first year was the most conservative record a president has had, even including back to Ronald Reagan. You can't overlook those things. And the direction Trump took the party for conservatism, whether, again, he wasn't ideologically, he wasn't an ideologue. Trump wasn't. He isn't. Uh, But he took the party in a conservative direction in a lot of ways. In some ways, spending still out of control. I'm not saying that. But you look at some of the other things that he did, it was good uh, for religious liberty. Um, It was good for, you know, Second Amendment rights. It was good for free speech. It was good for just being responsible. How about a little bit of responsibility in government, holding our allies accountable to do what they're supposed to do and making sure that our enemies can't just get away with you know, acting completely recklessly um, as well. So anyway, but Kinzinger's apparently been shunned, kicked out of his family over his, his – uh, desire to see president trump impeached and removed well he's already been removed from office i don't know i guess removed from politics eternally so more fallout from the impeachment is still coming out quick time out is necessary you're listening to conservative not better talk i'm your host todd huff back here in just a minute So we've talked about a little of the fallout with Adam Kinzinger and his uh, and his family. Um, there's a couple of other things I wanted to get to. I think I'm going to talk about this. Minis- uh, Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Good old Minneapolis. Remember in the wake of the, uh, the tragic George Floyd situation in Minneapolis back in, back in May. Um, Defund the police became a, a movement. In fact, the city embraced that wholeheartedly. Police, they say, uh, are the problem. Police need to be basically turned into counselors and all different sorts of things like this. And defunding the police, they have too much money. We have too many officers on the streets. That's I'm not saying that. So that's what they're saying. Well, well, well. Here we are, what, nine months later. This has been reported in a couple of places. I'm looking at our article here in the Post Millennial, which is a website I've been uh, 
visiting much more frequently. There's um, a lot of a lot of good, I think, content here. Anyway, it says this: the city of Minneapolis will be spending six point four million dollars to yes, surprisingly hire. Surprisingly was added by me, by the way. To hire dozens of new police officers, CTV News reports. The city council approved the measure measure unanimously. Well, who would have thought? Who would have thought that a police force is necessary? A police force that has enough funds, enough officers to enforce the law. Who would have thought? It's a crazy notion, right, that... You can't just not have police officers in the city. Any city, not just Minneapolis, any city, any place. There's, police, there's officers in small towns. We live in a small town. There's there's a police presence here. It's not huge, but there's a police presence here. Police presence in large cities. The idea that problems go away because you don't have police officers is is absolutely stupid. I, I just – it is totally – and this is what the left does. They totally ignore human nature and reality on a regular basis, on a completely regular basis. And that's how we get to these – at this point in time. I did also see that uh, Antifa members in Seattle are blocking – if there's a call for police to go somewhere, they're impeding their progress to get there. So that's – you want to look at the real culprits and the real problem? There you go. Right there. Timeout is necessary here. Get our take that. The clock says it's time to take a break. Come back and wrap up. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. back my friends about all the time that we have today again if you um want to listen to archives of this program you don't get enough of it which nobody can nobody can get enough of this there's just no way to do that but you can always go to our website toddoffshow.com slash listen or or you can also go to uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and download and become a subscriber totally free of the podcast and you can listen there as well. So I will say this in closing. I will say this in closing what we talked about off the top. Don't let them define us, them being the media, them being the radical left. Let's make sure that we're out there defining who we are, what we believe and why we do that. So anyway, folks, got to go. SDG. See you tomorrow. Take care.